Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. Home of the Harvest Horror. Oh, man. We are on a kick right <laughs> We're now. We're in the big harvest season right now. We're on a harvest season kick. I love it. I'm I guess the it. time is right. Weather's hot. It's corn harvest season. It's, it feels like a time you know, to be outside. Harvesting. Scared. Yeah. Good daytime <laughs> horror. Yeah. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. This is a movie podcast. We talk about all kinds of movies, and I love a good horned up horror movie. <laughs> And I don't think they come more legendarily, weirdly horny than The Wicker Man. The Wicker Man, yeah, from 1973. This is one of the best. This is one of the best, man. This is a classic. This is this is a classic for a reason. Yeah. This is a great, weird, one-of-a-kind movie. This is its yeah, own thing. Unique, unlike anything else. I, I don't know <laughs> what I would compare this to. It's a folk horror movie. It's a religious horror movie. It's a cult movie. Yeah, it's a Christopher small Lee town movie. with a secret movie. Yeah, but it's it's a movie that's like doesn't need to be scary. It's to all be bad. a horror movie. I don't know how <laughs> it's all bad vibes. Like the thing that yeah the the weird thing about this movie is I enjoy it, but I'm not scared. By oh like, man, I'm the, scared the whole time at how bad this guy's decision <laughs> to go further and further into this town is. I'm I'm suspicious. I'm and, I, and I, but I'm I, scared of small towns where I don't know the rules. Yeah. I'm scared of townies and locals and people who know the score. I do not want to stay. And this movie is about a man that is well, just he's not welcome. so insistent at forcing people to play by rules that they just choose not to believe. And just such a stick in the mud, like Principal Skinner. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. This it's movie- this crazy mood through the whole movie as these people are kind of openly, mockingly hostile to this guy who just keeps being like, now who pulled my pants down that time? <laughs> exactly. It's insane. It's amazing how they keep that vibe building into these more sinister, awful tone, right? But it's still him insisting on being this, like, principal. Yeah, it's, a, it's this police who... A uh, policeman who comes out to this island to investigate a missing girl and just runs up against roadblock after roadblock and is so visibly annoyed yeah. and upset the whole time that it and it, it, it being Scottish and kind of British feeling and yes. it being very folky in the 70s. It was like almost like playing like a comedy to me. I, I mean, this movie, this movie is movie. is legitimately funny. There's a lot of just like that that biting your lip like are you what you are you what I mean there's there's going on in this movie there's so jokes funny. right to this thing I mean this is a yeah. funny movie Christopher Ree or uh Christopher Lee is just Christopher Ree. the uh Lee he has is, the hair he has the, the hair. hair is so incredible yeah we'll talk about the hair the hair is he's got the superman hair going Lee isn't in this movie enough Lord oh, Summerisle yeah. needs more cameos cuz Lee has a blast I am a sucker for those kind of roles where you can tell an actor is just living in this world mm-hmm. i bought christopher lee as lord summer isle yeah this is the island of summer isle which we get 
Well, he gets a postcard from this town from somebody saying this girl's been missing for a long time. Mm-hmm. He's lured to an island. Let me tell you. Well, I know little about Scotland. For all I know, Scotland is made up of dozens of horned up islands. I guess so. And a bunch of them are Christian, but a couple of them are like horny pagan islands. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's possible. This, I don't know early '70s Scotland. This I don't know how documentary is very is Christian. This yes, guy, this guy's a virgin, dude. This is like the forty-year-old virgin. He's li- we we meet him before like we get into the credits in the church, singing his heart out and giving the sermon, and he means it. This guy is a believer. Yeah, and uh, yeah, then he gets the postcard to fly out. Apparently, it's Scotland's just a bunch of isles. And they're like days away from each other, but you can fly in a little plane. Yeah, he has this little prop plane. But it takes like three songs for the plane to get there. <laughs> so, okay, so I think this movie's brilliant, right? Yeah. But if I have one honest criticism of it, is that I did not get enough songs about corn rigs. <laughs> How about barley rigs? Were you Dude, getting the barley rigs? I, I mean, imagine if it was like the 1700s and a guy out on the corner busts out. Corn rigs and bar, and you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah. That was a 1700s jam. Does it play in 1970? We get several opportunities to find out. Maybe that's why the movie doesn't scare me because every time something intense happens, it's like you're all liars, and I'm I'm gonna find the <laughs> truth. Corn rigs and barley rigs. And I have corn rigs and butter. <laughs> It's like hard to be scared when it's like do do do. But do, do, do but do. what? So what I love about <laughs> all of this music that this movie really becomes a musical it's once a he's musical. on this island. I I was having the same thought watching. It's like, are we not ever singing? Yeah. When are we gonna stop singing for once? And these songs that are, you know, these lyrics are all written in the times where again, the cool songwriters were like, man, anybody that can put one couplet together. Boom, you have a hit. Yeah. You have a big hit in 1780. And uh, so corn rigs and barley rigs, first thing I, I looked that up on Wikipedia, and it said corn rigs and barley rigs, comma, a popular song from, so I don't know, whoever's uh, writing mm. the corn rigs, barley rigs lore <laughs> is into it. I'd never heard of a corn rig before the Wicker Man. I think it's just that thing that holds corn. I think it's a Scottish thing because the lyrics are corn rigs and barley rigs are bonny. Yeah, that means like attractive. Right. Like like but, the but noted, like not in America. noted handsome man, <laughs> bonny Prince Billy. So there you go. I guess that works. Yeah. But yeah, so it's a bonny lass. There's right? a lot of there Scottish. There's, That's a, there's Scottish. a lot of uh, small town yeah, vocabulary. Small town horny Scotland. There's a lot of... Old old men giving you the eye. This town is a lot of old dudes, <laughs> right from the and beginning. a couple of absolute smoke shows, right from the beginning. They won't even go out to get him on the boat. <laughs> yeah, like, this dude like a, is like ask him to bring the boat, and they're like, "Ah, oh, you can't land here." He's like, "I'm a cop." Yeah, <laughs> ah, no, you need that Lord summer Isles permission. That cop Christian confidence that this guy just planes into this island mm-hmm. and these people are summer isle is very anti-cop especially yeah. this specific cop oh, this yeah. joyless ned flanders he, of a man he doesn't try to like in, ingratiate himself into the no. community at all uh-uh. he is a sore thumb who's happy to upset your bar uh jolly time to be fair this was like you know when we were teens and we would have to ride the bus to go around town 
Mm-hmm. And there was like one in three chance every time you rode the daytime bus to the library that there'd be a weird guy <laughs> on the bus. You know, just a weird guy who started talking to a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. That was just a roll of the dice with public transit. And this town is filled with weird guys. And he is approaching them in this obnoxiously insistent way at following a set of rules that nobody believe in. <laughs> And so he just keeps talking to these people like it's in another language, and they're just openly mocking him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The scary part for me is just how kind of like grinningly hostile every person in town is being to yeah. you. And the only thing you have keeping you not ripped apart is their choice. And he somehow doesn't keep picking up on that. Yeah, he's, yeah, like you said, the confidence he, is his downfall because he. Oh. If if it's me and I'm getting the cold shoulder, suspicious town in on a conspiracy vibe that they immediately give off. Yeah, they don't hide it, and they're smiling about it. Yeah, when he is like, I'd be calling for backup. Like, I'd be like, all right, I'm gonna get back on the plane, and I'm gonna let them know there's something going on here for like two days. Yeah, this man, (laughs) he's so insistent on sticking to the rules of a proper society that (laughs) he somehow is not processing how increasingly threatening every conversation he has with every person in town. This is a crazed, cool town, man. These people oh, man. are all acting and all in on it, and you have no idea what it is. It is this That's a good great, like, <laughs> like... You really don't know what's going on this in is this town. This is one of these most awesome, confounding mysteries where you have no idea who's the unreliable narrator because you know everybody's lying, mm-hmm. and there's setting this guy up to send down some rabbit hole, but there's no actual thing to follow. You just follow this guy getting more and more angry when people just keep dunking on him. <laughs> like it's just a guy getting smacked around and still being like, I'm going to go to my room. Like, oh, well, it's yeah. like a guy with no comeback for anything. Just getting like laughed out of every scene. He's at the bar. He's trying to get a room and some supper. Great, great uh, Scottish the <laughs> inn whole... sign. Oh, yeah. The monster. What? The green, the green inn or the green, the green eye inn? Or... Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a yeah, the creepy monster on the cover. <laughs> yeah. It's always like the, the American werewolf one. The it's slaughtered a... lamb. Him coming into that bar is very American werewolf. Like the record scratch. Yeah, stops. bar stool. Everyone takes their flute out of their mouth. They're all wearing uh, fisherman sweaters. Like, you get fuck. the great barman who's kind of like doing this weird. Okay, so I can't place the voice of that barman, but it's like a Hank Azaria character on The Simpsons <laughs> or something, right? Like he's doing this weird. Like, yeah. Oh yes, it's over here. That guy is so. I love so many of these characters in Summer Isle. A lot of. It's a, lot a of great town of weirdos with a lot of speaking parts. A lot of different people all in on this act. Mm-hmm. This could have been a real sparse thing. You know, it's impossible for me to fathom somebody that really liked Midsummer and didn't like The Wicker Man. When you see just how much Midsummer just lifts. This is pretty, yeah. Directly. Watching Wicker Man recently, it was like, oh, Midsum- this is Midsummer. Yeah. This is all of that. It's a lot of scenes that shouldn't be too creepy, but are because of the context. Yes. A lot of weird, overly friendly people who are also not helpful at all. 
And yeah, a lot of just uh, daytime confused reactions frustrate everyone. Yeah. When you're saying something to someone and they're just purposely not understanding what you're saying, it's like a universal frustration. Well, it's like it's like at the bar. He's like, he wants his supper. And the guy's like, yeah, man. All right. All right. You know, (laughs) but he's not getting him to supper. He's not getting like the immediate answer. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to do this. Like, no, come on. I'm just trying to I'm here for like a day. It's so it's. You know, it's like these great horror movies that string along the uh, the carrot for so long, and the guy keep wondering how far the guy's gonna chase this carrot of mm-hmm. clearly being fucked with by like even ten year olds. Every ten year old knows how to perfectly oh, like take this guy down a peg. Just a whole classroom of girls making him look the fool. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare. You're not scared of this movie. If you found yourself in that, hey, we're here to talk with Charlie from the local well, newspaper. <laughs> you talk to a bunch I mean. of 11-year-old girls that are like, who reads the newspaper? We get a scene of like the girl <laughs> being like, I tie, I tie the beetle to a nail. And, and it's like, God, this is creepy. Corn rigs and barley rigs. <laughs> Corn rigs and barley rigs is like the anthem of Summer Isle. They would have you believe. Love it. I love the communal singing. This is a free mm. place. And... This, I mean, this kind of feels relevant. There is always people that think things are going too far and need to be reversed back to Puritan times, right? And there's some people that are just like, we're not, we're just on Summer Isle here. Yeah, just doing our thing out here. This Summer Isle is basically like a hippie commune of people. It's a lot of free love. They provide. They sell apples in the in the forest at night. They're at the graveyard naked. You know these. I like I like how it gets freaky right away. Like he goes to the bar, he goes out to get some air, and there's just a dozen people just just plowing, yeah, just plowing the fields. And it's like the movie does this kind of cool like stop motion looking kind of like do 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 like what the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I mean I've I've never been to Scotland, but if I stopped in at the local pub, went outside to have a smoke, and came upon like twelve swingers. Mm-hmm. All on the front lawn, I'd be shocked personally. <laughs> I mean, at a rest area, yeah, you expect that. Sure, kind of rest behavior. area, exactly. Not outside the pub, though. Off freeway bathrooms, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Obviously, Everyone you knows know that. it's happening. Duh. But near but, the graveyard, yeah, too no, much. There's a lot of just, uh, again, this man is so insistent. He keeps trying to have normal conversations with people that he n- knows are lying to him. Mm-hmm. He figured. I do love when he calls a room of twelve-year-old girls a bunch of liars. Oh my god, it's so I because he's also kind of like he's he's not doing the social norm of like playing along with the community. Like yeah. he's just calling people out on their shit in front of everybody. Yeah, which is a very like yeah, only a cop would exactly like only a cop's gonna go in there and be like, "You're all dirty liars, <laughs> and you're the biggest liar of all." He wasn't playing along with anybody's games, and honestly, they were testing him this whole movie. You know, you find out in hindsight, yeah, all these plans. He went through so many red flags that they were like, "By the time we got to phase four, <laughs> we were sure that you were going to be on to us." <laughs> yeah, but you just kept soldiering on, <laughs> and this guy just kept. Yeah, like looking at these room of girls who are watching murder insects and just be little little jerks. Well, just, they're also just like creepily all like pounding on the desks while the boys are outside on them. Like yeah. the whole maypole dancing the maypole stuff. Dance. 
kicks ass. And the the singer, that maple dance is awesome. I, I just and the love, story, the songs keep getting hornier. The songs are so, the song is pure horny. They just keep getting and the more maple, vulgar with all these like ten year olds swinging around being like, and the, on the man was a woman and the do did do do and this Christian <laughs> this Christian cop who at one point I love it when he gets called a Christian copper. Yeah, perfect. But yeah, he just keeps getting so offended by everything that he's seeing here. Yes. It is so he is so upset that everybody on this island who never even comes into town. This island is secluded. People only come to them. Mhm. He's so upset that these people don't do life the way he does life. And it is driving him insane. They give him so many chances to just let Summer Isle just go with the just flow, Just let man. it be, dude. Yeah. You were talking Call about smoke shows. In. The barman's uh, daughter. Yeah. The landlord's daughter. Landlord's daughter, which we get like a four-minute F song the to. The ultimate smoke show in this movie. Britt Eklund. And uh, yeah, she's they're inviting him in. Just come on over. Have a good time, man. We're just having some beers. We're just chilling. We're drinking beers. Shagging we're stomping. The we're stomping. Yeah. We have a but whole. She's like into it. It's cool. We have this whole crazy Disney choreographed song where like a big <laughs> strong man bounces her buttocks with his belly, and uh-huh. everybody goes like, "Ha ha ha ha!" Every old it's man like, knows his verse to to lean into. Yeah, it's like every, nobody's stepping on each other's lines. It's amazing. Swift fifteen minute turn into a musical. Man, there's a lot of music in this movie. I. It's that's what I mean. Like no other horror movie is doing this. Like long folk music. No sequences you want full core this is a folk score yeah this is acoustic this strumming. you, you are going to hear folk. about the the limbs of annie and the <laughs> and yeah. the bonnie grains and just but again like just the horniest like yeah i put my hand on her breast and she wants to show me the rest like yeah these are like basically poison watched this movie and then was like we can make this into a glam rock he, song he keeps yeah he keeps walking <laughs> down these little paths in this in this otherwise peaceful commune where everybody is weirdly like how have they practiced these a lot like so it's very Everyone midsummer like korea but by the third song where they're the song lyrics at this point devolved into just like spreading her legs <laughs> and he's just and he's walking by like basically with his hanky out just like Ugh. like oh, i say nobody's giving me a straight line here just i will say i kind of, i felt for him when he's in his room above the bar and he's like hearing all the ruckus yeah and trying to and he like angrily gets in bed and gets the little weak little sheet <laughs> over him like because that is definitely me when i'm like I remember being like in my early twenties and there being people at my house and just being like, "I'm I'm going to bed. Yeah, I'm just over like, this. Ugh. All the noise. Right. Yeah, he was that just, was me. He has the worst without roommates. the like praying at the bed. Man, I had a roommate who was a, who was a pretty cool guy, and one night he had a buddy from like up north, a buddy from his hometown of Willits, oh, like a yeah. Willits guy coming down to stay in Santa Rosa, driving in the hour. Uh huh. You don't have to drive much more north from us to get like back to the midwest and country towns ukiah willits for sure oh yeah midwest and uh yeah like 2 a.m on a work night they were just playing this game where you punch each other in the arm <laughs> slightly harder each turn yeah and that's loudly. the game yeah right outside my window on the balcony <laughs> it's just like stop singing about fucking <laughs> exactly <laughs> cut that's it me. out guys like man they're just reaming this girl in the room next door and i just want to girl sleep. This you get the 
once we establish that everybody on the town is just plowing where they want, when they want, kind of in sync, mm-hmm. kind of synced up, they're thrusting. But it is, yeah, it's like, it's all part of a plan here. You could tell. Like, these aren't just randomly hooking up people. Like, yeah. there's some ceremony behind they this. They needed stuff. a guy so joyless and so set on the rules that they could trick into going on an elaborate scavenger hunt with no real clues. Just mm-hmm. a shot in the dark and just being led by the nose without knowing it deeper and deeper into this town mythos. And continuing to try to have normal conversations with, like, girl in the graveyard breastfeeding a baby while holding an <laughs> egg. Yeah, this movie gets into some art film really? territory here. And I, I dig it. Yeah. I appreciate it. This director has one of the a great IMDb with basically nothing else. Oh, I, yeah. I, was, I, I didn't look him up. I thought it was strange. Incredible contribution. That in the uh, credit, or at least in the opening titles, it's like, it's uh, Anthony Schaefer's The yeah, Wicker is it, Man. Is that like a novel? He's the, well, he wrote the screenplay. Oh, okay. He didn't even write the novel. So we talked all about so Stephen the, King's Children of the Corn. Yeah. So, Anthony Schaefer's getting above the So then the I was title. like, who's, the, who's this Anthony Schaefer director? And then it's like directed by Robin Hardy. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. When do you get the screenwriter getting the, the screenwriter of the top title? Build. It's a real precious based on the novel it Pushed by been. Sapphire <laughs> situation. I thought that was yeah. Nothing it's about a real, this movie like clocks. It's a real Tyler correctly. Perry's Medea's Halloween. It is, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony Schaefer is the getting original the above Tyler title Perry. writing credits. Good for him. It must have been good. Shout out to author. But yeah, this movie just has so many of those of those uh seventies, you know vibes i love it brit eklund is one of these women responsible for that constantly repeated trope that swedish women are all hot supermodels she is i think it's she did this and like a bond movie same year oh okay so brit eklund is the hottest woman of 1973 to 1974 right it was the man with the golden gun also with christopher lee christopher lee wow that's cool two great christopher lee performances in the same year and two very memorable brit eklund performances 74 yeah same same ish brit eklund as willow is incredible in the wicker man apparently they dubbed her voice in i don't know apparently they Um. dubbed half her body in (laughs) i don't know a lot of the body stuff doesn't match up. I'm not finding any clear stories. This is one of those movies with seven different cuts, mm. different levels of nudity, different people doing different body doubles. The woman that they keep saying is the body double is like a woman who normally played maid or nanny parts when she was 40. Mm. Like, something's not like. adding up. Well, there's a lot of like full body shots of Britt Eklund dancing around in her room. Yeah. Slapping the walls in her ass. And apparently half of them are not her, but there's several different reports of who they might be. Hmm. Several people were filmed nude without knowing they were being filmed. Ooh. I have a feeling. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> Maybe wo- there's a reason Robin Hardy only made one film. The woman in the tub at the end definitely was like, okay, you, you're just walking in on people. None now. of these people were all residents of Summer Isle, and they they just took Christopher Lee as their god. They they took a break. This could be a documentary. Yeah. I'd love that. That's, that's the sacrament, basically. I love when this thing turns into a, the real cult movie. Hell yeah. You know, before, yeah, at first, like the first half hour, it's like this aloof town of of liars. Yeah, but you're then, all liars. Once you start all getting girls, the, once you start getting into the, you know, getting into Christopher Lee and Summer Isle and the history, 
then it started feeling it actually gave me some get out vibes of like my grandfather starting this thing oh yeah We're all in we on get a good now. amount of history of summer isle yeah i like that i need that we like a, i like that context and we get a, a good taste of Lord Summer Isle bringing like a 15-year-old boy to bang Brit Eklund. <laughs> yes. We get like a nice town ceremony about a boy getting like, getting his dingus. It's just, it's. I, I wonder <laughs> if it's like a blowback to the free love stuff of the 60s or if it's like a blowback to the blowback of that. Because well, you know, I mean, I guess London neither was... party really comes across as great. Like the free love people... Are like a little too free love. So I guess in that but area, the Christian you get guys the like swing in London. Uh, they were pulling out of that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there could have been kind of a old time backlash against that. So I'm sure Edward Woodward re- represents the old time keep Britain tidy and respectable again. Whereas, but he's Summer like played as the swinging. fool. Like he's he's. Oh yeah, it's anti-establishment. Yeah, the movie is clearly anti-cop. These people are <laughs> fucking with cops this whole time. They just have this guy by the nose. Well, it's like he keeps all he can do is threaten to like take them back to the mainland. Yeah. And on like, the plane we disabled yeah. two minutes That's after they, you got they know, here. They know it's not going to happen. Yeah. So it's like even if it's not just one giant mousetrap conspiracy, it's like you're not really like scaring me. It's really entertaining cop. watching like, 90 okay. minutes of people just mess with a cop and he keeps falling for every gag. It's like this guy steps through rakes mm-hmm. every place he goes in Summer Isle. Pretty soon he's just kicking in doors. So <laughs> obsessed with finding this girl, he's you know in like Shutter Island. He literally has to dress up as Punch the Fool. Oh man! In this movie, this the movie. This guy keeps following the worst instincts. Second, second movie we've done on the show with a Punch character. We had our uh, Punch doll in Dolls. Punch was the hero in Dolls. Yeah, this, this is a different. It, Punch is the fool in this fool. one. No man, this. This this vibe that keeps building in this town, and the the hornier this town gets, the overtly horny, ver- uh, overtly spiritually horny, the unapologetic, yes, horny. Like they're like, yeah, this is what we believe in. You can believe in your god, but your god was also like a virgin birth and some weird shit. So yeah, why are you coming out at us like this? And anybody with a real open mind, I can see like, what is the problem with that? It should make you think about whether this yeah. is viable. Hey, should this be a thing? They're on their island. They're giving us apples that are so far not poisoned. <laughs> They're not asking anything else from us. They're self-sustained or they mail in for food or whatever. They're not asking to be governed. Yeah. They're not harming anyone. They don't seem to have any problem. Yeah. And this guy just keeps insisting they pl- a whole town, a growing number of people, a scarily growing number of people. This ends up being a big town. Yeah. Like more and more residents of Summer Isle keep emerging. And the way they keep filling the screen with the residents in bigger and bigger ways, I think it's scary, man. Mm-hmm. I lo- it, it gets scary. The last half hour and all that, it definitely gets scary. But to me, there's just so much of this, like, kind of, I don't know, like, Hal Ashby feeling kind of like 70s, <laughs> like, Rollick kind of in the fields. There is a frolic music, of course. And then, like, this, this is a cop free people doing this, like, kind of, Keystone Cop kind of getting frustrated comedy bit over and over again. So what I what I kind of love that we don't know, I don't know if this is obvious or something, but I love that we don't know that this necessarily is their culture. Since they're fucking with them, they could have mm. made this whole thing up from go. We don't actually know what they really believe. Mm. They 
or smart enough to lure this guy here, they're going to play up some of their stuff that's going to really offend this guy, right? So how much of this is an act, but how much of this is stuff passed down through the generations? I love that aspect of we don't totally know. It is, yeah, there is definitely like the idea of watching it, not knowing the end. You're like, man, these guys are bad at a conspiracy because they're giving them different info. First, the girl doesn't exist. Then the girl does, but then the girl died, but then no one knows how she died. I'm like, these guys are fucking this up. And then Christopher Lee is just like, yeah, yeah, this is what we do. And then to... When you realize it's all part of the plan to suck him in. Yeah. Yeah, then you're like, wait, how did they get a whole town to do this good? Right. At these people deceiving this guy. How hard were they practicing this? With the kids and the, yeah, the grave digger. They were going over these steps day in and day. Oh, grave digger. Aubrey Morris is so good. He's perfect. What a wonderful, hammy, creepy presence. He's like the, uh, the boy that the man that checks in on young Alex in Clockwork Orange, mm. his probation officer. Yes, Fair. yeah, 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 yeah. Super great role. Also very horny in that movie. He's he always <laughs> has this like he has the great big bad kind of bad teeth grabby leery yeah. thing. He always puts on a show when he shows up. He's as close. Like this. The one th- he's as close as this movie gets to like the like licking the lips like yeah. creepy pervert real, guy. Yeah. The one thing about this movie is that all these free love people, you never get the sense that they're like perverted. They're just these are free actually, and open with what they want and how they want to live their life. And I do believe they really they I believe they really believe that sacrificing him spoiler sure. is how they're gonna get the crops back. No, I believe that. Yeah, but I don't. All the sex stuff was clearly to trick him into like in getting the an actual kind of virgin out there. Like we're gonna blow his mind with sex. Mm-hmm. But this town, at the same time, if you view it as this utopia, everybody's kind of treated equal. This town didn't really have outcasts. If everybody is to be believed, and they and we can believe they were just messing with him, but their relationships were real. This is a town of people where everybody was vibing. This is a tight-knit community. This is a good town. This seemed to be a thriving community until one guy messed it up. Most cults probably appear like that on the outside. Yeah. it never. I never get the sense that Lord Summer Isle... Usually the cult leader's like, I get to have sex with all of them. Mm -hmm. This town is like, even old fat guy over here? It's like, (laughs) yep, he gets it just as much. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was getting frequently serviced. You yes. got the impression, and they loved it. Summer Isle's just in his home, like with his lady. Yeah, you know, and he's uh, chill. Yeah, he's chilling with his. Oh, what a great, great henchwoman! And uh, yeah, <laughs> what a great like doctor girlfriend. You know, Miss Ross or Rose. Rose, yeah. so good. Yeah, I like great wi- the women I mean, in this movie are great. Britt Eklund's great, but down. yeah, it was Diane Salento as Miss Rose. I was like, I like her. I kind of like her. <laughs> I kind of want to hang out with Ms. Rose. Oh, I mean, Ingrid Pitt is the librarian. This town is great. <laughs> she is so good. That was another... Okay, that's another scene where he's like looking up like, what is a cult? <laughs> what is made <laughs> Yeah. He's in the library like, these fucking people. And the librarian's just sitting at, at the table with him. It's... Love when it. the whole town is knowing your business, like, had the confidence to know. It, it'd be no different than a, like a Southern California cop going into Tijuana. Mm. And acting like they have authority to just kick in doors. That's not that much different. Except this guy isn't Vic Mackey, a strike team. This guy actually is believing he is doing the right and just thing. Those are the scariest kind of cops. 
these ultra religious ones who in the face of everything justify every one of their behaviors as doing the right virtuous thing and this guy is that joyless yeah they don't they don't have like uh, no search laws in scotland like he literally just goes door to door and just busts into people's homes busts into them for like 10 minutes in this movie yeah looking throughout everything and every- sure, he's suspicious, but you don't have warrants in Scotland? Exactly. He just keeps appealing to an authority that these people don't care about. Yeah. He says, you are under Scotland rule, and that means nothing to these people. We are living way out here. You know how long your plane ride was? You know how long that corn rigs and barley song was? Yeah. You took all that song to get out here, man. We're far. Yeah. We're not bothering anyone. You're in our house. And I kind of like that this guy is, it really is a trouncing on these old ways that they refuse to let go of. Mm-hmm. And it leads them, obviously, warning them into their own demise. He gets so deep in this. I just can't reason with a man who, once I'm like, all right, so all I got to do is knock out this one man, tie him up, put on his costume, badly pretend his to assume his identity like already i'd have to be like okay hold on hold on hold on let's let's go back here let's go yeah i'm gonna you're in deep i'm gonna infiltrate the parade as the most important character in the parade like you couldn't just grab a goat mask off a rando and just like be in the back this guy is just like, no, I'm going set as up punch. to make the dumbest decisions yeah. and it's right in front of his nose the whole time that he they're even saying these people might be horny, and they might be lustful. They might jump around in nudie suits over fire pits. They a lot might of, a lot of naked people jumping frolicking. over. You said frolicking. Fire. Yeah, there's there's a lot of frolicking here, but very sex positive. So that's what I mean. Like frolicking doesn't scare me. No. <laughs> I don't know, man. You book an Airbnb and people are being okay. kind of hostile to you, and then you're just seeing a lot of nude people just pounding. I get that. Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna your sensibilities are gonna start to warp. <laughs> like if you went anywhere crowded, if you were at a music festival and you're like. A lot of more, a lot of people banging suddenly <laughs> at a concert around in the outdoors. Like you would immediately wonder, what yeah, the, what the fuck is yeah. happening during how, Beach House? How do I get involved in this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how am I in the middle of this? But this guy just charges in to the middle of this, insists on being in the middle of this. Yeah, and tries to break it up. He's the hero. He's the savior for these people that just aren't doing it right, even mm-hmm. though they seem to be doing quite honestly everything right. <laughs> Well, the crops I, failed. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the crops failed, and they're going to extreme. I mean, they're seeing like, all right, who's the person that we could get away with killing that nobody would miss? And so they're just like, cop. A cop. <laughs> From the mainland. A cop. From the mainland. Let's get a real pure, real That's dry dick. Real lame That's what the, the thing I'm left at the end of this movie is like, did the, did the crops come back? Yeah. Did, did we didn't it, get a wicker man? Did it work? I have not Did seen the Wicker Man 2006 count? sequel, so I don't know if... Uh, have you seen the Nicolas Cage Wicker Man? I have only seen the memes. You've seen the, you've seen the highlight <laughs> reel yeah. on, that got put on the internet Him, him in a bear ago. suit punching someone. Him punching a woman. But then it's like, but yeah, but he's in the punch suit and punches a guy in the original. Like I think people just wanted to meme on a movie that year. Yeah. Like, I, I bet it's not that different. I want to see Wicker Man. It's I want to go just into Cage. The, but like this guy... This cop, this Sergeant Howie, yeah, he gives such a like I could see Cage wanting to do this role. 
Sure. This is a, he, he gets so flabbergasted <laughs> in this movie. Just so out of his mind, like, you can't be serious. I can't buy Cage as a guy who wouldn't be down with fucking. Well, that's true. I, yeah. That seems Cage to be a, a, prude, a big miss. Doesn't, doesn't feel right. Yeah. He yeah. feels like a, a sly hound, even playing a cop. He still seemed like a cool guy in 9mm. Yeah, yeah. Even if he was dead inside. You know, he seemed like a... But, ah, so I can't buy it. This this man was a prude. Yeah, I bought This him. man was a real virgin. This guy was a real Bible thumper. <laughs> you know, this guy is a real, like, no, if I play... It's like the zombie apocalypse guy who insists on, like, keeping the rules from society he's, intact. I mean, he's amazed that people would even consider living another way of life. Yeah. Like, just even the fact that they are not Christian is like, he's like, you don't have a minister. What the, what, 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 you, what? Yeah. Like, I mean, but that's, that's today. This that's is 50 so years ago. That's the thing. There's people that live in parts of this country that cannot comprehend the way some people live. They cannot fathom it. And this is him just invading their like secluded aisle mm-hmm. and being shocked at their vulgarity. It's like, brother. We didn't ask you. We're not forcing this on you. We're not sending out missionaries. It's a cult that doesn't recruit. We got this. (laughs) We're having constant kids here, man. And then they're having constant kids if you get it. There's like two total families here, and we're all positive about it. It's never forced upon him. Mm -hmm. He keeps taking this bait that says it's bait. The most obvious bait ever is the 30-minute-long Brett Eklund <laughs> pounding on the walls, naked, bending over. She almost scene. got him. She almost got him. <sighs> I was like, I think he's going to do he it. Was he was sweating. I loved him in that scene, man. I loved it. I thought that was great, man. Edward Woodward was such a stick in the mud. Such a convincing signal. I bought this character. Mm-hmm. I bought that dude. He kind of becomes a Jesus figure. Like he is. He thinks he's a Jesus. figure. He comes to save this town. He's tempted by the devils. He's he doesn't give into the temptation, and then yeah. he's sacrificed at the end. He portrays himself as a missionary by the last yeah. third of this movie. He's he a is saint, trying to save it's not Jesus, these he's people. A saint. He yeah. is wait. He is instead of seeing that these people are doing something different and he and not playing by their rules, he's like thinking they're crazy for not immediately liking his rules. Exactly. He thinks his way is obviously the best way to live, and they are just like, how is anything that you've done convincing us to stop Fuck Island? Like, Mm -hmm. come on, man. We are happy out here. We're growing our apples, which you all like. (laughs) You all all begrudgingly respect Summer Isle apples. Everybody in the precinct was saying so. So we give you a cool product, and we're just doing our thing out here. Mm-hmm. I guess I really don't have a problem with that at all. And this guy makes it his life's mission to get them to see that they're wrong. It's crazy. Yeah. And all the while, they do keep acting weirder. The songs <laughs> do get weird. The choreography gets weirder. The costumes suck. like if i have overstayed my welcome at a place and it's finally dawning on me and then i start noticing everybody's in like haunting festival nightmare garb Mm -hmm. shoot is this the movie where the like rabbit mask you know animal mask kind of these animal masks was born scary because this is like these are the masks that you see in like all the new movies that do this kind of stuff the 
or the your next kind your of next, animal sure. masks over the garden wall made yeah. a great use of this kind of harvest horror yeah it's a good genre it's like that it's kind getting of like... a deeper uh deeper dish for harvest yeah. horror it's scary dark night of the scarecrow we bring up a lot i do yep <laughs> sure do i uh t- <laughs> i am so haunted by that guy's grain silo death that is one of the scariest moments i've ever seen in horror farm death is scary silo death equipment death the wicker man is a bit of a silo death itself yeah yeah wicker this, man is the movie gets does get very scary at the end i i, I like how it gets real like he it gets real he realizes he's basically trapped on this cliff he realizes everyone's playing with him when he's finally found the girl he's looking for pretends to she leads him on an amazing goose let's get out of here and they go through these caves what a great not these people just can't trap him this is an amazing plot where these people just could have fucking chained this guy up on hour one (laughs) and they clubbed him and done it they opt to give him well I kind of like that they let him have 48 hours to... Are you going to ignore mm. every one of these warnings that we've laid out? There were there were four that she gave him, right? The virgin, the, you know, yeah, going yeah. through all... Then you passed this other test where you kicked in every door of our village. <laughs> so then right. you went to phase it's three. Like we needed a virgin, a Christian. We needed someone who wanted to be here. Yeah, we needed yeah, someone that who we was... invited. That we didn't tell to come here. You came here and you kept choosing to stay. They warn him at several points. Like yeah. you don't want to be around for this. It's more of a locals only thing. Yeah, when they're like, it's a good thing you will you'll be leaving tomorrow because you don't want to see our May yeah. Day thing. We've seen how you've responded to Town Capiche. Square. Yeah, you don't want to see what we do for May Day, and that side of him that he thinks he's the hero. But he's also intrigued about what happens on May Day. Yeah, yeah. Also, mm. the trust that his plane wouldn't be immediately jimmied with the yeah. second he walks out of sight of it. For him to go back to his plane two days Fucking later. Fucking with his plane is a bit of a, like, come on. Thinking that, yeah. Right? Like, he isn't really that free to leave when the, when the plane isn't working anymore. Well, at that point, I think he had failed. Mm. I think he had already blown it several times. <laughs> So at that point, the, yeah, they were like, it, Howie. we're just, I loved, I, I love how long it takes for him to dawn on him fully. He's still this kid at the last minute thinking he's like, all right, well, I didn't win that, con- that sweepstakes I sent in for, but there's time. What does he do after it's clear that someone is fucked with his plane and he's trapped on this island? He goes and takes a nap. Dude. A 30-minute snooze. He's like, he gets a a shot of whiskey, and he's like, I'm going to be in my room for a half hour. Don't come in. Snaps with his room door open. Wide open with a full view of several of these towns. This guy is so That's where I was like, okay, now now fuck this guy. Feed him to whatever corn beast that you worship. Really, dude? How far could the nearest island be to swim to? (laughs) Honestly. Make one of those guys... How do you not Boat know you that there. you are never leaving this island at that point, man? The rules do not apply to you anymore. These people have been showing you what the rules are, and you're the one yeah. who's just not accepting it. Uh, Aubrey Morris is seen when, he, when they open the, the girl's casket. This guy digs up a corpse. This guy <laughs> digs up a burial. He gets authorization to exhume a body. Doesn't bother getting back up then. Now me and the creepy uh, grave digger, we'll, we'll just do it in the middle of the night. He's going to the That's Hall gung-ho. of Records. 
Summer Isle has a hall of records. Mm-hmm. These people have records. They have pictures of their harvests. They, yeah. There's the whole, they sent him down a whole mystery of the missing harvest photo. He's, it's such a great trap they set for him. It's a fun story. Yeah. Ends badly. Ends tough for him. It's but tough. this whole character of Rowan, if that even, even is her name, Ooh. Yeah, and yeah. his obsession with her, it's a very don't look now. Mm. For Donald Sutherland is following this raincoat through, uh, you know, Venice. Mm-hmm. He's confusing Maze. He's just getting deeper and deeper into Summer Isle, following a girl that he's never seen. He's a, seen a picture of her, and every resident of Summer Isle has given him the most frustrating answer about who the girl in the picture is. And he just keeps asking the questions. Like somebody's going to break. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for the one person to break. Again, admittedly, tight town. Yeah, yeah. Flawless, crack-free performance. I don't think anybody's breaking in this town. They've gone over this. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But even I, when, I get when he, so scared by the yeah. more this increases and the more this dummy is slowly accepting, like, I'm not going to get out of it. When he knows he's trapped and Rowan has clearly played him again for the fool. Yeah. yeah. And the little girl's like, did I do it right? Yeah, you did that, great. See, I love, I love the reveal that all this the is a rehearsed performance. Yeah. This is a like, did I nail it? It's like, we got the take. We got it. We got it, people. I love that. I wonder if they would have sacrificed her if she didn't get him to. Uh, no, to I think at this point clip. they're just like, hit him on the head. Yeah, but like, yeah, I love him. In he tries to re- like logically reason. He's still his way trying out to of reason things. his way out of this whole thing. That shot the whole time when he comes out of this cave that he thinks is the escape route. This girl is leading him through. What a cave maze! This girl said, "Right this way. Mm. It's just over here. <laughs> this is the way we'll escape them." And he's just like, "Yeah, this is it." Sounds good to me, Rowan. So blinded by yeah. being the hero, by saving these savages. These uncouth, unchristian people. He's basically, well... The bravado of that. He's got no plan at this point. He's just punched a guy out in a clown suit. He's running around in a clown suit. Like, he is... The more people start making it up as he goes along at the end here. And I also love how, I believe sincerely, even though when he's out in his plane and the town starts popping up without him noticing Mm -hmm. around fences and trees, so obviously that's bad news. (laughs) Well, That's bad news. In those creepy masks, yeah. But when he goes into town, they give him, I think, more chances to leave by being like, yes, we're all just dressing up in our finest. Like, he's still just choosing the infiltration. Like, he's Solid Snake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you doing? You don't know their ways. You don't know the dance you're supposed to do. You keep messing it up. You can't play punch half, good at all. Half-ass in the dance. Every, you see how everybody else is doing it. Everybody else is putting everything into their character. Christopher Lee is the frustrated Kermit being like, you remember your lines, right? I want to see your your hosiery tightened up this year. Yeah. You know, love that. Love Everyone's got to go through the swords. So that has to be, this is a real ritual. Because mm-hmm. this feels like, I don't know, I guess it comes down to if you like the midsummer rituals more or these rituals. Yeah. I like this ritual more than a... Uh, a man falling off a rock while a, <laughs> while a teen mom runs out with her crying baby. Mama? Mom? <laughs> oh, what a drag. But yeah. this is uh, this is a rightfully infamous final scene. Mm-hmm. Even if you aren't into the strong perversions of sex scene, even if you aren't into Britt Eklund 
grinding. Just go-go dancing. Go-go dancing. Bare nude. (laughs) And everybody in town has seen it. But also, I love how everybody in town respects it. Mm Mm-hmm. She is not treated as any kind of a hoe bag. She is like a town goddess. Exactly. She is the town harvest queen. She has to accept the men into the into the boudoir. This is very equality. Nobody seems to have a problem with how any part of this society, even if a couple pretend to trick them by being like, I might know something you need to know. (laughs) You know, there's that. But that's all part of it. These people seem to be living very peacefully. They do have no problem slaughtering cops, though. Yeah, yeah, That is yeah. something that they've come to accept well, to get a good harvest. They need the crops because you saw that canned food. They can't eat that shit. No. No. I See, I love it. Like That's, that's, what, a, it, that's what it comes down to. This island full of free lovers, they, they want some good food. And they're not getting it. And you come uh, for the sex if, equality. If you got to kill a pig to do it. And the sex positivity. The food isn't great. <laughs> the food is not great. Yeah. You give and take, you know, you show up to the orgy, you just be happy they put food out. Sure. If you just show up to orgy and they don't have snacks, you kind of kick yourself and say, like, well, I should have brought a bottle of water. <laughs> like, I knew I was yeah, doing something. Yeah. Like, so you hope they provide water. You hope, and if there's snacks, that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's a bonus. You don't expect, like, this is a straight up spread. <laughs> what did you make? The, you cut the crusts off? You don't expect the extra work, right? But that canned food is just, it's but no can- good. So I love that they make it clear that, like, no, we're not dependent on the mainland, which means we have to rely on our crops, which means we have a lot of apple-based dishes, and the rest is salted canned meats from very <laughs> war rations. Yeah. So, yeah, you come for the sex, but the food ain't great. <laughs> you get wieners in a can, and sometimes they're all right. Yeah. You're eating rations. But him just sitting here just like, I've never had a bread roll so hard. <laughs> He's like it's talking like, about the on. color of the lima beans or whatever. Yeah, this roll is harder than Hamlet. Yeah, and they're like, so we I don't understand it. that reference. Like, we yeah, don't, we don't like it either. We don't make your references. That's here. why we're doing this whole wicker band thing. Yeah, we don't love it either. We have booze. We uh, <laughs> eat light on the fornication and uh, heavy on the sacrifice. Yeah, I, but yeah, the whole the whole ritual at the end is <sighs> that's where it gets real. When he finally sees it, when you lay eyes on that thing. I think that's one of the... the and his terror is oh real. And his calling out to Jesus is some real save me now kind of stuff. I don't... Th- that I, whole ending is just like really unsettling. I don't think I respect any opinion that doesn't acknowledge that some of the... Just if you freeze the frame, some of the shots down the final 10 minutes of this movie are some of the greatest shots in horror history. The more people start emerging along the cliffside... Mm-hmm. Where you start recognizing all, you recognize like 30, 40 town men, 30, 40 women that you've seen, and then 40 more you haven't seen. Just the summer aisle keeps growing and the procession of costumed weirdos keeps growing. But that first shot of the Wicker Man, it's so kick ass to have the Wicker Man be the movie. Like, how ballsy would it be for Jaws to show up three minutes before the credits? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you never see this Wicker Man. Yeah, effigy before it shows up the final three minutes of the movie pennywise shows up three minutes to go right tough sell tough sell to audiences i get why this movie has so many cuts cujo shows up three minutes at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, these people were just in their car driving to this place for hour 27 they get there and the dog's just messed up oh my god yeah, yeah. ballsy but god is the wicker wicker man is I mean, top five scariest horror moment. Just the sh- not even in the Wicker Man, 
Mm-hmm. Just the just seeing it, the implication, just the realization, especially seeing that the animals trapped in the arms. I know those poor goose and goats. yeah, there was a goose, a sheep. There were some animals in those in those limbs. Yeah. They were filling every compartment of this wicker man. It was a mass sacrifice. Yeah, they were and not we're a lot messing around on in. next year's harvest. They were not taking that chance. Yeah, and uh, one little clue I liked. I don't know if this is a clue or not. I'm no. Uh, I'm no the You're equalizer, the you know. Uh, <laughs> but one thing I liked is the missing uh, mystery harvest photo. Mm-hmm. I love how Rowan is acting like this isn't the most catastrophic harvest ever. <laughs> the empty harvest photo. Yeah, her that, just, just still one pitiful bushel in a sad, empty trailer, and her with like this amazing pageant smile. Had this such a weird, mm-hmm. <laughs> creepy, surreal to it where it's just like, well, now I don't know what the fuck. I don't know what to think here. I don't know what's happening. And he doesn't care because he's right. By the time the whole town is lined up around, and they just march him up to this thing. Mm-hmm. He has no say at some point. He, and he is still trying to get them to come to reason. Yeah, he never really, like, he just kind of lets the big guy pick him up and carry him. Like, yeah, he doesn't thrash around or... I guess he knows it's I mean, not going to work. But when any of us get to the point that this man got when to. When a whole town is leading you into your effigy death. It yeah. ain't getting better for you. You know, what are you going to do? Punch a guy? <laughs> your uh, your know, end's man. the same. Something. You You're not going to sh- outrun Summer Isle. He, I, I mean, I would have been kicking inside that wicker man. I would have been trying yeah. to kick out the ass of that wicker man and get out yeah. of there. I am being... <laughs> This is this is a heavy ending for a movie, but with all of our several last year's recent fires, mm. fire deaths hit me scary now. And so the idea of just being knowingly... I've been seeing a lot of movies about people getting burned to death. Yeah. Just saw Firestarter. A lot uh, of burning yeah. to death. I can imagine. I would I read, hope so. I read It a few years ago, and there's a big, terrible section about a town fire. Mm. The local black bar, you know, and just like oh, yeah, yeah, descriptions yeah, yeah. of people burning to death. And, yeah. You know, we saw the the Viking one, <laughs> Northman. Oh, yeah. That's oh, just that's, the scariest, most that's haunting. That's like a 45-person wicker man inside a building. Yeah. Yeah. And the screaming is, you know, we're just getting a lot of fire horror lately, man. It's it's real. And this is one of the most captivating, scary shots in horror. This finish is incredible. It's hopeless. This guy praises Jesus to the end, mm-hmm. but he still is preaching the gospel. He's still trying to get people to convert. He's a true believer. He's still trying to talk his way out of this. Yeah, like it's not like he expects them to reason. He accepts his death. He kind of, at a, some yeah. Point, he, but... he accepts he's gonna die. He's just, yeah. He's really given that, like, at the end, like the big finish of like, it's I'm when, coming, Lord. You know, so you Make see way. somebody flipping out in a restaurant or flipping out in a supermarket, and you see that they're like, right. This is crazy, right? Everybody else is crazy, you know, and he is just gave you this like he is so desperate to have one of them flinch. Like he has spent a whole 2 days there where nobody is biting on anything. Mm-hmm. He has been a step behind in every conversation. And these people are just leading him down a story that he doesn't know the ending to. And he's fallen for it all and they're all just outsmarting him and he is still just sticking to all, this. All he knows is to like appeal to like a Christian sense of like mercy or whatever he's yeah it's like these people are not hearing that message man no but this great idea of this man is so staunch in his beliefs because at this point 
That is all he has. Yeah. He has been just prime witness to two days of people who have lived so differently than his life. And he has to know that these people seem to be doing okay. He has to recognize at some point in there that he's beyond obsessed. He's taken this case too far. The only thing he has left is his belief in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Because he, to admit otherwise, would mean like, well, I've wasted my life. Exactly. Well, everything I believed in is a lie, and I'm going to die, and there's no afterlife. Should have been just plowing the landlord's daughter. Mm -hmm. You know? That's it. Might be that easy. We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. So it's this idea that it's making fun of people with such belief in a thing that we don't know. And this guy refuses to take anything else for an answer. Bad move. I I can't help but also feel like the Wicker Man people, the Summer Isle, their religious fervor for their sun god is just as whacked. It's not like this guy's the only crazy guy on the island and everyone else has got it going on. I don't know. These people are crazy, man. They're they're burning a dude to praise a sun god. When it comes to cults... (laughs) As long as they are not actively recruiting, like on the weekends at malls and shit, as long as that's not happening and they're just fine to be just, look, we don't care if the food's bad. We have our set of beliefs. We don't. We just want to be over here. If they're not actively inviting people there, mm-hmm. I can't really say I have a problem with it. As long as there's no active recruitment, I don't know. I guess it's fine. Weird shit happens that we don't know about. It's fine if they... Our government's got secret islands with stuff happen. a cop happen. and burn them. Yeah. Ah, you know, nobody comes looking for this guy. I mean, yeah. they know. Some people know he's in Summer Isle. I want to say know. live and let live. But, you know, it's like when kids are involved and uh, they're killing dudes once a year for the we sun don't know, god. We don't know that they do this yearly. I mean, the sun only really messed him up in 74. Yeah. I don't know. This doesn't seem to be... Well, they seem to have this down. For, for not being too regular. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they did a lot of dry runs. Yeah, with this Rowan would, in, in the, the caves. practice that would have to happen. I see. I guess that's we do get the one break. The only break we get is Rowan asking if she did a good job. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. That's fun. <laughs> that's a real moment. But yeah. I love how he wants them to break on his terms. And yeah. even though even though he knows this is it, he's still sticking to those terms. God, burned to death. No, thank you. That's tough. Hard pass. That's what I mean. Like, there's no way you're, I'm not just like kicking at that wicker man. Yeah. What else? Trying to right? get out of there. God, your eyelids on fire. Because that's like you were sitting. It's like, yeah. It makes you think. Like, what would I do in that situation? I and I'm not. Uh, when you're appealing, I'm, to I'm a not man, ashamed to admit I would freak out. Yeah. How would you not freak out? I would absolutely. I don't want to burn to death, out. man. Come on. Oh. Not, nobody can handle that well. I'd probably go full cage on it. Just, Especially when a guy with you know. Christopher Lee's Summer Isle hair is just right down oh, there, hair. just leading a big the, song. That's not his hair, right? That's not Christopher Lee's real I hair. I hope it is. Oh, my God, that hair. That was it's beautiful. It's a great head of hair. It was like a... It's a weird head of hair. He had he had the 70s chops going, but he had this kind of tall... It's like a mad scientist, yeah. but not a Einstein gray scientist. This dark and he's also wearing like kilts most of the time. Yeah, kilts some traditional necks. Scottish uh, garb yeah. in Summer Isle, but also a lot of nudie suits. Just a great suits. look. Just a really great look for I love for the Chris. blend of this place. Yeah. I don't know. I, Summer Isle, maybe they're the bad guys, but I don't know. I'm on the fence. They seem all right. It's just, it's, a, it's very much like, 
any extremism, right? Like anyone who's like not willing to live and let, like, like I think that's what you're saying. It's like live and let live. Like let these guys do their thing. Yeah. But also they kidnapped and killed a cop. Like <laughs> he didn't you know, get to live and let live. I don't know what goes on in Mormon uh, <laughs> societies. If and somebody has those and that's yeah. fine. Whatever. If I'm sure some people are getting hurt. Not all utopias <laughs> are perfect. These places are happening all around, though, is all yeah. I'm saying. And this cop just couldn't take reason, man. Cops just want to, want people to respect I will their say, law. These guys seem much more uh, forgivable than like the Midsummer people who like actively are like luring people yeah, man. to Mids- their town. Midsummer was their... major entrapment. Yeah, yeah. They were they were finding marks. I mean, they this were, guy was they were a going mark out too, but... and like yeah. Befriending and bringing people in. The only people that escaped in Midsummer were the people that were like, "I'm getting out of here," and I don't think most of them escaped. They probably those people were targeted and then cannibalized. I I think those people got killed. This guy was given ten strong chances minimum (laughs) to get out of Dodge, and two days. I believe this is why I think I must side with the Summer Isle people. Yeah, yeah. because I truly believe that if he. Had that bad uh, run-in with the people at the docks. No, I know this girl, but she's not Rowan. Mm. <laughs> after that, I'd be like, okay, let's strike one on Summer Isle. And then after the bar, I'd be, I think, if he went out and said, look, maybe I was mistaken. I don't think this guy is burning the wicker man. I think their bargain was legitimate. Mm. He failed so many times. His death was hard to question with. They, I mean, if I am going deeper and deeper into Richmond and warned at every step of the way, I've been in some of the scary situations at the Richmond BART station. Sure. Where you're like, these people are about to fight, and I am needing to get to that you staircase know when directly to walk away. next to them. Yeah. You have to know when to say, like, you know what? I don't need to get to my car right this second. Yeah. I can just... uh Hit the other way and take the long way around. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few times You need to be aware of your surroundings, and you need to have an ability to read the room to function (laughs) normally in society. And the frustration that this man refuses to read the room, I think they were serious in there. I don't think they would have murdered him. Yeah, yeah. He was still two days away from Wicker Man Day. (sighs) I think if if he had gotten out before the May Day, he probably would have been okay. So yeah, it's a testament to yeah. these people that just want to force their beliefs on everyone and can't understand why this hellfire and brimstone isn't the most appealing way to live. It's crazy, but it's out there. And then Aubrey Morris laughs at him while wearing like a sheep's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, they tried to warn you. Yeah. The guy at the end, he in midsummer, he willingly went into have a sex with like a 13 year old girl surrounded by a dozen elderly women Mm -hmm. naked. That's, that's a choice. And this guy didn't, he didn't fall for it. And Britt Eklund was clapping on that wall for an eternity in that movie. Maybe that's what makes me feel sad for for Sergeant Howie is that he, he died a virgin. Like imagine this guy to be 45, one shot on this planet. Yeah. Like, you get one chance to be you. Britt Eklund. A few years to do it, and you're on the other side of the wall from Britt Eklund. Yeah. 
one wall away, and she is telling you exactly what door to come in. I'm tapping. Even her song's just like... Like, he couldn't know he was going to burn the next day, obviously. No. But... You don't know you're going to burn the next day. You know right at the end when the fire is, like, at your knees and just climbing up your legs. You know his last thought was like, man, should have... Landowner's daughter. Landlord's daughter can't complain. (laughs) Got to admit, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too shabby. Him just like, he's like Waylon Smithers crouched in the corner when like strippers are grinding on him. Just like, no. He is so just like fighting in that bed and just sweating. The horns on display. This guy was so. But at the same time, he also had to know that there was 30 guys beating on drums and playing acoustic guitars just one floor down. Oh, yeah. All looking up at the ceiling. That was always creepy. When it's like clearly they were watching. Yeah, or, or waiting, and uh, yeah, everyone was in on it, man. They sang like a whole sex intro song for that 15-year-old that was getting with her for the first time, and they were, I love that shot of all eyes on the ceiling being like, is this going to do it? Is this guy going to fall yeah. for it? Here's the crazy twist for this guy. What I would be thinking if I was this dumb, it'd be like, having sex with her would have gotten me away scot-free. Mm. They wanted the virgin. The virgin sacrifice is the better sacrifice. Yes. If he, he had done it. would have got to leave the island if he had sex with her. With a Bond girl. <laughs> you idiot. Owie. Who was the guy that worked with like Mary Elizabeth Winstead and left his wife? It's like, yeah, that <laughs> sucks, but it's like, yeah. Ewan McGregor. Yeah, Ewan McGregor, man. <laughs> yeah. You get like a couple good years with Mary Elizabeth Winston. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably a good deal. I don't know. You know, you got to shoot your shot. You could you could burn to death tomorrow. I guess, man. If you spent the last two years, it'd be like, well, you know. You know, Clint Eastwood's like, well, you know, I was with Angie Dickinson. Sure, that's great. Got a couple good years with Angie Dickinson. That's awesome, right? So I don't know the fact, the irony that it's like that's the thing that would have saved him. Oof. Gut punch. Gut punch right when the flames are licking. Mm. Right when you hear it in the sound of sheep burning. What an idiot. This is the man this is an idiot. This is punch, man. <laughs> you could not get a bigger punch the fool than this man. I love it. <laughs> I think this movie's great. This is a classic, this right? A classic. This is a classic for a reason. All that said, this is yeah, it's a it's a very strange movie, but I think you gotta see it. Like it's one where you just you gotta but I, I think you got to be in the mood. Like I think yeah. I think if you go in thinking this is going to be a fun wild ride, yeah. that's not what it is. It's a very so, thoughtful, weird, slow, meditative. It's a slow burn, kind of mind fuck. I don't think it gets frustratingly slow. I think the only frustrating part is that this guy is yeah. pushing through. And uh, I saw it in a theater recently. I'd never seen it in a theater before. Amazing, right? Mm. So many great shots. That corn, corn rig song just. Oh, man, that great the theater sound with, like, <laughs> corn rigs are bonding. <laughs> oh, when he hits that extra, he, like, that's that's when you know he's like, yeah, it's strumming. He's strumming. Yeah. I like that we got seven shots of that. And uh, <laughs> it's good. I was worried, though. I get a little worried now. We have some people that can't, just can't handle sex stuff in movies. We're uh, getting sexless sure. enough that we get a lot of, like, people just giggling through sex I feel stuff. Like, yeah, I did not see this in the theater. I feel like this would be a weird one. I was I was a little nervous. I've had a couple of experiences where people are tittering people going seen on boobs before. Yeah. Like people are getting really silly here. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, this whole movie's about sex. This whole movie is about a sex positive culture. 
Miss Rose talking about the penis. Oh man, teaching these girls about the how yeah. the best ways to pleasure a penis. And he is just like, well, I, <laughs> are you, sir? I say, I'll be reporting this. You go? Are you good? What? What? <laughs> this guy? What a funny duddy! Yeah. Come on, buddy. You're not allowed here. Give it the times, man. And uh, I don't know. I love it. So the but the crowd was okay. The crowd was cool. Okay. I was shocked. That's good. And everybody was great. I think people. It's so uniquely its thing. Mm-hmm. We had a good vibe. It was a good house too. Full show of people that wanted to see it and respected it as a classic. Nice. You love to see it. Now tip find for it. tip for you guys out there. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not streaming for free on the sites, but Nowhere. if you find it on archive.org, the a internet gift. archive, yeah. it's on there. It's on there. Free it's to a watch. Great chopped up print. Yeah. Looks like an old VHS. It's, it's, it's got the old yeah, it's got the like the film hiss underneath everything. It's little... a movie that frequently goes out of print. You know, it's yeah. a cult movie. I actually it's had this movie, movie on DVD like 20 years ago. Early 2000s? Yeah. Buying there, it from like deep discount There DVD. was a, yeah, there was a time uh, I mentioned where I was going to Suncoast Video in the mall. Yeah. And DVDs Suncoast. were like getting down to like five, five yeah. bucks a piece or so. So I'd go by and grab all the cheap like I've uh, purchased movies I'd heard of. media in my day. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah, I've built. But things. this was this five was t- bucks is a very tempting price for a new disc. Yeah, yeah. I've bought so many five dollar even those like cheap kind of cardboardy flip. You oh know, sure, the digi packs of DVDs yeah. with the no snap label plastic on the end. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Yeah, but you know whatever. It's five bucks. Environment friendly. Looks no plastic. Good on the shelf. Five bucks. Sure. Yeah. Sure, I'll buy my copy of Mystic River in one of those. Exactly. <laughs> So you had you had this. One. I had this movie. Do you and know I, which cut? I have no idea. I'm not even. I don't oh, know how don't the know cuts are that. different. I don't know. I don't know any that. of that. I think this was basically the the, the same There's cut a lot. I saw in the, the one I the saw in the theater was called the final cut. It had one of those new new. Uh, we see this occasionally, and sometimes I just wish we don't need to do this. Yeah, we've we've found some film film elements that we've never seen, and you're watching this gorgeous movie and then it's a guy on like a crackly screen just like saying the most useless line Mm -hmm. it's like it's cool we found it in harvard's basement but i don't know if we needed him just like i'm taking my briefcase (laughs) in like the shittiest vhs quality right 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 in the sometimes it would be in the middle of a conversation and then they'd go right back it's so jarring and so sometimes it's good i love that there's these you know footage hounds out there it's endearing. I love it's fun. A, I like when a movie like Blade Runner gets to have its director's cut and Ridley gets to do what he wants with the ending and stuff. But yeah, to just be like, this was found on the cutting room floor. Throw it in. Like mm. We're putting in everything. There were so many more shots of Britt Eklund just bending over and slapping walls. Okay, well now you've got my attention. Yeah, yeah. in VHS. Co- it it would have been corrected. best if there was a bunch of tracking lines over it like the VHS tape had been <laughs> just a ton. That might explain the weird jerky movements of the dancing. Oh, yeah. man. What a weird flick. I love it. It's a classic for a reason, but that shot's worth it alone. Find it on the blessingarchive.org. Yeah, pretty cool. As well as some of the best and worst Grateful Dead soundboard shows you've (laughs) ever heard. From every era and The Wicker Man. It's a great resource. Came to this. It did. Deserved classic. Absolutely. We loved Midsummer in our podcast way back 150 episodes ago. It's a cool movie. And I still would say, yes, yeah, I'm not slagging on Midsummer at all. But... 
it is a cheap Wicker Man mm. to me. The Wicker Man, this was a definitive viewing for me. I'm a defender. <laughs> I love it. There you go. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening. Good night. It was upon a llama's night when corn rigs are bonny. Beneath the moon's unclouded light I held a while to Annie. The time went by with careless heed Till tween the late and early With small persuasion she agreed To see me through the barley Corn rigs and barley rigs And corn rigs are bonny I'll not forget that happy night among